Welcome. You're tuned into the Living in Rhythm podcast, where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. Yeah, I'm Sister Sunday, and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? This week, rhythm, timing, balance, counterbalance. We have so much in flux, and uh, I want to talk about the fifth hermetic principle of rhythm. And in the Northern Hemisphere, we're slip sliding into the autumnal equinox, so we're going to get into that, which is also another way of saying that the the sun is transitioning into the sign of Libra, or Virgo, if you're looking at the sidereal, the constellation itself. But it's in the zodiac sign of Libra as of the 22nd, so I want to talk about that. And we're going to talk about all the nuances of what this means as these seasons change. This equal day, equal night is so symbolic, and we can really use this time to catch a little bit of balance and counterbalance and rhythm. Yeah. (laughs) So... Without further ado, let's tune in. Take a nice deep inhale and exhale. And as you allow the breath to leave your body and then the inhale to come back in and calibrate root into your feet or your seat and find your center, that center of gravity, that space that inhabits your center of your field or your bubble, which is rooted in the earth and expanded in the space that surrounds you into the sky above and beyond. And this is really important. I want us to be able to just start to tap in at any given time. This is one of my biggest practices right now with the core calibration is this. We've been talking about the one to three breath reset. And last week I brought up the 17 seconds trick of just really practicing pivoting within no later than no longer than 17 seconds. <laughs> it really is fun. It's a fun way of of working with the timing and rhythm. Something that I notice in myself, in my own life and in my own practice, I have a tendency to hesitate. It's true. Part of it's because I like to weigh out all of the things and all of the I like to find balance and look at both sides and pros and cons and ups and downs and all these things. And then I almost can, you know, it's been a habit of mine in the past to to get lost within that balancing and counterbalancing instead of really going for it. And this is kind of, this has been my practice and I'm hoping, I mean, I've been, I talk about it all the time, this, this idea of trust, self-trust, when we know to trust and go, let it flow, you know? (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. So I, I speak in rhyme is also something I've realized too. So it might come out even more in this session. I just am going to let it ride. <laughs> so the, but the truth is, is the, we, we don't need as much time and energy as we take. And we, I feel like I want to encourage myself and all of you listening to push the boundaries a little bit of your own, as they say, comfort zone. Um, I've been hearing that a lot, actually. It's it's reflecting. See, this is the thing. When you tune in, the feedback and the messages are all around. It's just a matter of of what will we, what will I do? This is my question. Like, what am I what am I gonna do with that information or that knowledge or that feedback? And so part of the core calibration practice, this embodiment is really about being able to tune in as with precision and clarity as efficiently as possible and allow ourselves that opportunity to be able to observe and catch the, to tune in really. I mean, that's the phrase it's tuning. We're tuning ourselves like an instrument and the more we're aware and tuned in, then we can feel the the frequencies and the vibrations that surround us. And this is going to become more and more important as I feel like, I just think it's more and more important as we evolve as humanity and just with the world as it changes and changes and transform and transforms, there's, there's so much happening and it's going to require us to be strong and clear in our own center, in our own presence, and really starting to take responsibility for that you know? And so part of this is being able to tune in with efficiency and really start to trust that when we are tuned in to trust the feedback that we're getting. And I think that's going to help with the timing bit, you know? So when I think about rhythm and I think about timing, the first things that go to my mind, I'm as a dancer and as a musician, as a poet, as a writer, I love thinking about rhythm and timing as my favorite, if you haven't noticed. But the movement, how it happens in the body, I've been speaking and exploring in my own life, again, in my own practice about how I'm catching some of this feedback. Sometimes it's happening on an, on a sensory level through my feelings, or it's happening through my auditory system, or it's happening through my vision, or it's happening through my feel, you know, for my, through my heart. You know, it's interesting. It's here I am rubbing my fingers, my hands together. <laughs> you know, but really it's, it takes practice and precision and it's like, Ooh, I'm just like, I, I really, the more that we can come back to it and really just recommit to this on an efficient level, the, I think the stronger we're going to get and the more precise and efficient we're going to have not get with our energy, but also with like our capacity to take care of business, take care of the things on the list, you know, take care of life, take care of ourselves. So the seven, the, the 17 seconds is really cool. It's that idea of really just giving yourself 17 seconds to tune into the feedback, to observe the field through the senses. And then there's also the one to re one to three breath reset. And I want to talk about, I want to practice one breath. So before we get any deeper into this this session that is going to require a little bit more of our presence, a little bit more of our clarity so that you can, you know, I just think there's a lot happening and I'm, I've got a lot to share. So I, I want you to be able to take it in. You don't have to understand it all today, but to just be able to take it in 
and observe, you know, your own because I'm, I'm, I'm sprinkling in homework if you haven't noticed. <laughs> Just little practices. There are things that I do, though. It's not their homework, but I'm also practicing them myself. And so no pressure. There's no grades or anything. You're your own teacher. You're your own. Uh, you're your own principal in this situation. You're the one that's going to declare victory. So just do it. Take one nice deep inhale to tune in and reset your system. Feel yourself expand in the field. Open up. If your breath was shallow a little bit, then take another breath or two. There's no right or wrong here. Expand as much as you can through your inhale. Reach that edge and then gracefully release it. Allow it to settle. Allow it to, to surrender and be easy and grounded, centered. So this idea of really centering within the field, finding that true center of gravity and then being able to observe the field, also known as the space bubble, observe the field and the space bubble in a way where you're starting to orient yourself into the different dimensions or diagonals that are part of the field. So we have the right side and the left side, the front, the back, the upper, the lower, and then the diagonals, almost like X's in between. And we've been really talking about this idea of balancing the polarities and how sometimes in the field when you tune in, or in a physical level or an emotional level, you might feel a place where there's the lag or the heaviness or like numbness maybe where you can't feel energy circulating or you can't feel it expanding. Might feel like a block or a weight. Those places in the field, those places in the field, we want to start to tune into, observe it, see if you can breathe some energy through it. And when if there's still, if that's still not creating some of the balance, then you go for the counterbalance, the oppositional energy. So there'll be that. I talk a lot about it is my, I share my experience. You know, I share my own experience. And what I know about my field is that I have been, I work very hard to keep the right lower quadrant of the bubble, happy, activated, light, free, circulation flowing through there. I mean, I work at it. It is a constant because I've had some, some pain and trauma in that part of my body, but it also affects the energetics to some degree from what I've noticed as a Pilates yoga embodiment teacher. The other thing I, I like to think about too, is because I put so much, like because of all of that energy that's happened over there, I've put a lot of focus on that. And so in order to create balance, then you go to the other side. It's an oppositional thing. I love these opposites. And we talk about them on the full moons. The thing I want us to recognize is that the half moons are kind of like that too, where again, the half moon is another moment where it's a half lit, half dark situation. And this is, we're basically waning right now. The moon is waning from the half moon into a new moon and I want us to feel these 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 cycles if you can if you can see them and then start to sense them and feel them in your body I think it this is the one way that I've learned to integrate the mind body spirit and really like get the presence more and more clear so this is just better for overall health and wellness 
And so thinking about that, those places where there might be lulls or drags or gravitational pulls, as I like to say in the physical practice, these gravitational pulls, if you feel the heaviness to one side, then you start to gradually move the energy toward the opposite direction or the opposite diagonal. And this is up to us to start to play with and steer our own center of gravity towards a central place, towards a place of neutrality and grace and ease and cadence, you know? And so here's the other thing I want to say about all of this is that what happens often is that I feel like sometimes we think, and I have in the past thought that like, if you do this, then it's done. And in a way it really is. However, it's one of those things where until it's really done, we have to show a consistency, a consistency in a pattern. And we have to recognize that there's a wax and a wane. There's a rise and a fall. These tides, they ebb and flow. This is part of, this is part of the polarity. We, we will have these oppositional forces and these tides often. They're part of life. It happens once a month with the sun, the moon, and the earth. It happens once a month inside a woman's body whether she's bleeding or not. This is really powerful stuff. This happens in our emotional cycle. It happens in our mental cycle, our physical structures, you know? So these things happen. This is life. What we want to start to recognize is how we can find rhythm and grace. There's a cadence to understanding these, these, this rise and fall, this push and pull, this tide of ebb and flow. And so there I go once again. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the, with the, with the one to three breath reset back to core calibration before we get to cosmic, I want you to start to tune into as you breathe, as we all start to breathe, we're balancing the rhythmic nature of the heart and the pulse. And this is cool. Because again, there's places where we can start to feel where the breath may change. I mean, man, it is definitely when you start to observe when we kind of pull back and hold the breath or versus when we let it flow, you know, it's, there's this, just observing that can really help to regulate the heartbeat. And this is so important. Again, I mean, so many people have high blood pressure. So breathing practices are great for just keeping a keeping the pace, getting a rhythm going, finding that neutrality, that calmness in the center. One to three breaths can get you there. So practice that. And then as you get more adept, tune into the heartbeat, feel that pulse, that rhythm, that ripple. And what I love about it is I, so this is something I say often to my clients and I say it to myself is that my timing is the best timing. Your rhythm is the best rhythm. Your timing is the best timing. And so the more we honor that, the better. Then it becomes this question of, are we pushing ourselves? Are we actually going to that edge? Or, or are we staying in a place of, of really, really comfort, cozy ease? Can we push to those oppositional? See, in order to really feel the grace and the rhythm in it, we have to sometimes feel those extremes. So if we don't go to the very edge of that inhale and expand to our full capacity, I mean, how many times a day do we take that breath? You know, just keep practicing it because the more you can expand your field, 
then you're starting to expand your range of motion, which expands your comfort zone, which expands your capacity to do more cool things in life. <laughs> okay, so that's my stick because that's my shtick. Because the thing too is that when I what I find what I, I and this happens with music. This is my other little assignment that I want to share this week is like turn on your favorite song and put it on and watch how you can't control it. It it moves you. When you get into a rhythm, when something really resonates with your core being, we move. I and it's like this let you you want to let it rock you. You want to let it rock you. Let it let that pulse, that heartbeat, that mm move you start to recognize those things in those places in life that move you to a place where your body moves where you want to rock it a little and move with it a little <laughs> you know and so this is this goes back to again the the concept of rhythm can be it's it's one of my favorites as a dancer and as a musician as a human i love seeing these these the way that my I love actually feeling the way that my body feels when my favorite when my music favorite music comes on, and the what's so beautiful too about music and this music is vibration. I mean, that's a whole nother podcast. We'll get there, but the the concept of really understanding how rhythm is so much a part of our lives that when we put on our when like music can be this thing where it can take us into. Like some, some rhythms can take us into different places. It, it can transport us into different feelings, into different frequencies. And back to the observation correlation, it is one of my favorite things to just observe and check in with and tune in with myself, you know, not neurotically, but in a, in a way where I'm getting to know myself. Because again, knowing myself then is more trusting myself. And that's kind of the point is that those like some songs will make you sad. And it's just like, don't want like they sometimes it's good to get it out. But also sometimes you got to like, don't linger in the negative, like in the low, in the sad vibes, you know, or, or I love sometimes, you know, everybody's workout playlist is the perfect example, you know, like what songs are you going to put on your workout playlist is going to get you moving to get the vibes up to get you energized to transform and change and push and grow and find those boundaries. I mean, it's a total different vibe than like your maybe dinner night, dinner with friends, you know, <laughs> the dinner with friends playlist. Um, so have fun with this. And if you're really nerdy like me, and I know many of you that listen are listening are and have been up in my playlists because I share them with you there. Playlists are so fun. I like to do a playlist for pretty much everything and it's kind of obnoxious, but it's cool because sometimes what I do is, well, a little side back note. I love looking at if I'm listening to a song a lot, I will look back at the astrology of the song. And I did this with Jimi Hendrix last year with the Axis Bold is Love. When I was starting to study the nodes going into Taurus and Scorpio, Axis, Jimi Hendrix, Axis Bold is Love was coming into my head. And I was like, I've got to look this up. And so I figured out that he wrote it during the North Node in, in Taurus, South Node in Scorpio. 
And so that song, the vibration, the frequency of that song resonates with the times. And that's kind of what I do with my playlist then is I just, if I'm feeling something, I drop it on the playlist for the fall or I drop it on the playlist for the nodal flip that I'm having right now or my 44th cycle or my 46th cycle. And I'm always doing these like fun codes and stuff for myself in the titles. But the the point is, is it's it's kind of this way that I'm playing with in living, living in rhythm rather than just uh, talking about it or writing it in my journal or, you know, whatever. We want to start to live this stuff, everyone. I hope you are. I hope you are having fun with it. And so playlists are a great way to do that. Uh, the next thing, so I want to talk about, I want to get into some cosmic synchronization f- with you on all of this, this balancing and this grace, because, wow, we've got a really big week astrologically coming up. We've got the sun is basically trining Pluto in, an, in the earth sign in Virgo and Capricorn right before it changes into Libra. So the sun enters into Libra on September 22nd at 7.03 p.m. And that is basically the moment of the autumnal equinox in the Northern Hemisphere. And God, I love this. Equal day, equal night. The equinox vibes, well, frankly, <laughs> who am I kidding? I love, the, I love the season changes. I love the cardinal signs. I got a lot of cardinal energy, but the cardinal signs are like a lot of that manifesting generator energy. They're starting that they're starting the season. It's phase one. And so we're on these last few days of Virgo and we're having a little moment with Pluto kind of like commitment to transformation is kind of like last call for transformation. (laughs) You down because we got like the only way out is through, so to speak. This is as we step in, I think it's really actually cosmic and beautiful that Pluto and the sun are trans are trining coming into a harmonic earthly alignment of all representing transformation and grace as we slip slide into equal day, equal night, the equinox, which again is marks the first day of the zodiac sign of Libra and the the equal day, equal night is really cool. So for those of you, it's always fun to talk about this stuff. And I encourage you to, to look up if you can too. I might, in my workshops, I often show slides of these things. But obviously I have to just, you have to use your imagination a little bit. But basically, I, I, I look at the seasons like a big scale, like a larger scale of the moon phase. And so if we look at the equinoxes, kind of like half moons one's waxing or one's waning this equinox of the fall the autumnal equinox in the northern hemisphere is the last quarter before we before the the light so to speak fades towards a new moon which is around the sol- the winter solstice the equal day equal night is rooted in the idea that the equator Basically, the, it's, under, it's about the understanding of the Earth's tilt in relationship to the sun, which gives us our seasons. So what that means is basically from this point, from this point, the, the sun is at the point of the equator, where at the equator, at the point of the equator, it's equal day, equal night. Half, the, the day is like half day, half night. And from this point, the Earth's angle is going to tilt to where 
less light will be shining towards the northern hemisphere. So we'll the way it show the way you can I've observed it and I I encourage you to do the same is to just watch your sunrises and your sunsets because from this point the sunrise is going to set or the sun the sunrise and sunset are going to phase towards the southern part of your horizon. And so the more south it goes, the less light, so to speak, the days get shorter and it will be at that solstice it'll be at the most southern point of your horizon and then it'll make its way back towards the north (laughs) so cool it's it's cool to observe these cycles on earth because it helps us stay grounded as human beings on the planet and in tune with nature this is the whole thing is like when you when we tune in to the sun and the moon and the stars and elements we're finding balance as above, so as so below, as within, as without. There's this macro, micro. This happens with us. The deeper you, the sooner we all learn and the deeper our relationship com- becomes, the deeper we go with this, this art and science of living in rhythm where we're tuning into these rhythmic cycles. We can find that rhythmic grace in these cycles, these songs, so to speak, in our own life, in our own experience. This is how we get to write our own songs and our own music, by tuning in and having our own expression. It's absolutely beautiful. It's a very, very beautiful thing. I love the equinoxes. <laughs> and we, there, it's a moment to watch. So observe, observe these cycles. Um, the way that the sun sets on your horizon, okay? And then the way it rises as well, just the angles. The other thing I want to say about this too is I'm talking so much about the northern hemisphere. The, it's the opposite for the solar. So when we're back to polarity again, the solar hemisphere, or the southern hemisphere, excuse me, the southern hemisphere is actually at their equinox at this point, beginning in Libra, the, sign, the zodiac sign of Libra, they're beginning their spring, so in the northern hemisphere, it's autumnal. In the summer, in the sol- southern hemisphere, it's vernal. It's spring, and so then we we switch. Cool, really, really cool. So now I want to talk about the this day. The on so on September the twenty second at seven o three p.m. We've got the sun going into Libra. On this same day, the sun and Mercury come into alignment. And they're conjunct, exact. It's called a Kazemi. Now, this is like what it represents is we're going into the heart of the sun. It's like a kiss, like they kiss. You're going into the heart of the sun. So Mercury, as it enters into the heart of the sun through its Kazemi, this one's going to be an interior Kazemi, which means that the sun is basically going to be, or from Earth's perspective, Mercury will be traveling. Now you can't look up at it because you don't want to stare directly at the sun. It will, it's not good for you. But at an interior Kazemi, Mercury will be transitioning between the earth and the sun. And so Mercury will be in front of the sun, so to speak. And this, these interior Kazemis only happen during a Mercury retrograde. There's times when they conjunct where the, where Mercury is on so to speak, the other side of the sun. So the sun will be between Earth and Mercury, but on this one, Mercury is between the sun and Earth. And so it's kind of like an eclipse. That's kind of what it's like. It's a lot like a new moon in the sense where 
it's a beginning cycle again. So this retrograde, this Mercury retrograde joining the sun in Libra is in my personal opinion, in my, in my interpretation, it feels like we're really being called to tune into these, the way that we can communicate and express through a neutral and diplomatic way. And that's not even just about making peace with everybody, but it's, it's also like an internal thing because although Libra represents the other, which I'll get to in a minute, it's happening at this moment of the equinox where we're stepping in. It's almost asking us to almost remain neutral to the outside feedback or the other. That's kind of the way I look at it. It's that like, try not to take things personal, try not to take things on. You know, like really it's, it's bringing up this thing around really honoring. I was talking about it when I was speaking of sovereignty in Virgo and that it's so important for us to be strong within ourselves so that we're not knocked off balance from outside feedback or outside people. There's so many circumstances and situations that can have an, that influence us. And this is kind of the point back to the core calibration. The more tuned in we are, the more we can start to learn how to observe our true nature of our center and trust ourselves and recognize when maybe somebody's projecting onto us or maybe when something is not needing so much energy maybe we're supposed to shift our focus it's it's really this beautiful balancing of of understanding like again that cadence between the polarities because what I found is so much of what's happening in communication these days like you can see it on social media is everything's so reactive you know or like projective or reactive and it's kind of those are the extremes you're going to project or you're going to react and it's like find a middle ground this is the middle way so that brings me to the point of that with with this autumnal equinox it's the middle of the astrological year we're at a halfway mark of the of the astrological year which begins with Aries in the spring so once we have spring that's the beginning so to speak of the of the season by the time we get to Aries or to Libra it's the halfway point and we can feel it as the as the energy wanes towards that towards the the solstice the winter solstice so I want us to I I practice in my own life I'm practicing really just recognizing when it's outside feedback if it's really important for me to give it my energy or not is this and one of my biggest things that I say or ask myself is, is this the best use of my time? Is this the best use of my energy? Do I really need to put this much focus on this? You know, it goes back to that trusting and going, do I really need to, you know, like wallowing or going back and forth and weighing things out like is a waste of energy and time. And it throws you off balance. Now all of a sudden you're out of rhythm and out of sync. And so it's like, I'm looking to stay, maintain a cadence and a a grace in the timing and the balance. The other thing I want to say about that too, is that when I get into the flow with that, it's like, it's epic. You know, like if you, I hope like some of you might play music and I hope you do in some capacity or sing. And it's back to that thing again, where when you're in the pocket, 
when you're in the pocket, it is like when you're flowing, it actually doesn't matter if it's music or not, if it's whatever creative thing that you like to do when you're in the flow and it's rolling and you're going that vibration, that energy is so uplifting and life energy giving is life force giving, you know, that's where you get the vitality. And so I, I am encouraging all of us to find that like we need to hold hold steady. We need to hold a beat and a rhythm as things phase and change as the light fades. It requires us to hold steady anyway, to be consistent anyway. That's where we find that balance. And I, I, I love it. Play with it. Play with it. Play with it. And have so much fun with it. Because the other thing that is really, really exciting <laughs> about the the autumnal equinox in the northern hemisphere is that this is the season of reflection, soul reflection. If this is the season of Venus. Venus is the ruling sign of Libra. And the way that I look at this this time, like this harvest time, this time of gathering resources and celebrating what we have and being grateful for what we have and and looking for a grace and the and a presence and in in cadence to kind of hold ourselves to carry us through the changes i feel like i feel like this is the this is how we can get strong in ourselves part of when we when we learn how to be neutral and present and graceful with the other and with the reflection we actually build strength and we we build peace this is this is a time of like really gathering for peace and love and like honoring and gratitude and you know this is humility and like respect and it there like libra is about diplomacy they are the diplomats and it's, it's that too, but it's like a recognition, like when the presence is there and it's clear and I'm solid in me and you're solid in you. And we've got our, we've got grace in our center of balance and our center of gravity, and we can kind of flow and ebb. Then, then we can actually see one another. We can have these effects where we actually share and come together and commune and, and support one another. And I feel like that's really what this, this time is about. I feel like a lot of I mean, I've experienced this with, I have a strong Libra in my chart and from my own living experience, I've had these effects where the Libra can be almost over giving. It goes back to like with that Virgo sovereignty. If you're not solid in yourself, if you're not like, if I realize this in myself, when I'm not centered and grounded, I'm easily swayed. I can adapt like the best of them. I can flow and go. I mean, I will adapt like a chameleon. I can hang. The thing that I recognize, like it it showed up in my, you know, in my high school years, I really could see how I had a lot of friends in lots of different groups. You know, there was lots of different cliques and things like that, but I was pretty much friends with everybody. And I feel like sometimes like the, I, I carried that through in my adulthood and sometimes I've done it to my own detriment to where I've actually, where it, it has sort of diluted my own power and, you know, we're getting ready for Scorpio, like that's coming, but like, that's the thing. It's like, you better have yourself centered in a healthy way, in a graceful way, in a way where that sovereignty is present so that I can meet you, you know, like if I'm doing that in myself, 
when I say you, that's who I'm talking to. But when I'm doing this in myself, I really feel like I can be so clear for you and I can be so graceful with you and see you and hear and feel you. And that's, you know, this is, this is what the world needs right now is strong, centered, people, grounded people that come in with a loving vibration, present, open, ready to be authentic and real. And that's not all like flowers either. Diplomacy isn't easy. It's, it's about finding balance in, in the polarity, in, in between the extremes. And, and so I want before, we'll be talking about this quite a bit through the Libra season, obviously. But I, I do want to just say this, that like as we step into this evolution of the sign of, of Libra in the Zodiac, recognize that, that that power that comes from having sovereignty within yourself, me having sovereignty in myself, I can see how that has given me strength to really be able to find balance and equilibrium with the other, with outside feedback, that which is without me, within, without. There's a really cool Beatles song, Within You, Without You. Check it out. So the, the other things, I before we we tune out today, before we check out, I want to talk about the moon, <laughs> the waning moon. I don't know if you've been looking at it or not, but geez, Louise, it's been so gorgeous. So we have it. And if you see it in the, in the chart, it's been moving. It waxed towards like towards the Pisces moon. And then it like moved near Jupiter and Chiron. I mean, it has been making its rounds through every planet. It hit the North node, it hit Uranus. And then it's now it's basically, it was at Mars last week, the moon and Mars is what I was, I saw this the last few evenings, or mornings, actually, really early in the morning. And that Jupiter moon last week, I mean, it's just like, whoa. And to top it off, <laughs> we're not gonna be able to see this either, I don't think, but the Venus and the moon are coming together. Yeah, we can't see Venus right now. So the moon and Venus are coming together. And then the moon and Mercury are coming together. And then the sun and the moon will come together. So beautiful. So this waning moon is just hitting these planets on its way towards the sun, which will be a sun and moon conjunction is what makes a new moon. That is on the 25th of September. And on that day, we also, what's so beautiful about this waning moon, this sun and moon, it's that it's basically this is like happening really early in the Libra. We have a new moon at two degrees of Libra. And Venus will be there and Mercury will be there all together in the sky. And there's this culmination again. I just feel like we're being called to come to our, to just like really fortify your, your ideals and your belief systems right now around being centered in your gravitational field, mind, body, spirit, to practice grace and rhythm with that and, and really starting to see if we can't express it and communicate it. And when I speak about communication, it's not just about outward communication. It's about understanding the feedback coming within. That's what this new moon, again, I, 
I feel like we're being asked to just like reverberate our resonant frequency with grace and rhythm and then allow it to harmonize with the other reverberations. Like we need to harmonize around here. And that's what I hear when I see Venus and when I see Libra, especially them together. It's harmonics. It's harmony, grace, beauty. You know, it's high frequency. There's a few, there's so many astrological transits happening this week. Venus is opposing Neptune, which is also again calling us, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get too much into that, but it's just reiterating the same message I've been saying throughout today's message, this session, just looking for that balance in rhythm, looking, understanding, like feeling yourself move through the polarities and, and then recognize how we create this cadence and this rhythm within those polarities. And that's what helps us stay balanced and upright and moving forward to not get caught in either end of the spectrum, because all that does is, is waste a lot of energy and, and takes a lot of time. If we can find that middle way and work it with a little bit of grace and rhythm, then, you know, we can really... I think we can move, we can move, we can move ourselves <laughs> down our road, ease on down that road. That's from the whiz. <laughs> um, so I do want to read before I go, I want to read the, the quote from the Kabbalion. This is the fifth hermetic principle rhythm that we're speaking of today. Everything flows out and in. Everything has its tides. All things rise and fall. The pendulum swing manifests in everything. The measure of the swing to the right is the measure of the swing to the left. Rhythm compensates. Rhythm is the counterbalance. It's, it's the grace between the polarities. It's the balancing and the counterbalancing, finding the, those oppositional energies as we start to move our energy through our center of gravity, out into the field, working our rhythmic pulse and our rhythmic nature, nature with grace and ease and flow. We can learn to trust and go once we know. It's like, um, I dip my feet into the vortex. I'm dipping into my own manifest and let the water wash over me. Inhale. Exhale and set it free. Love the self, know your soul. Love your soul, know yourself. Let your soul feel the flow. Feel yourself, let it go. Right now, right now, right now, right now. Whoa, whoa. There are so many beautiful things going on right now. There are so many beautiful things going on right now. There are so many beautiful things going on right now, right now. There are so many beautiful things going on right now.
feel the fullness of a positive vibe abundance It's just a state of mind to the heartbeat Galactic rhythms align <laughs> Alright y'all, thanks for tuning in <laughs> I had fun today And uh, I hope you did too I love you so much If you want to go deeper with me on a one-on-one level, one-on-one sessions, I'm having that special. Galaxy22, all caps, is the discount code when you go to schedule. You can schedule it or you can purchase it in the shop as an independent independent session and we can book it later. Or you can share it as a gift or something too. Okay? So I love you. Have so much fun. Peace.